Hey! Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Look, it's it's Thursday and it's uh, July 24th and, well, it's hot. It's very hot here in Los Angeles. Yesterday, the outside temperature was 114 degrees. Let me just convert that to Celsius for the rest of you. Drum roll, please. That would be 45.5 degrees Celsius. That's a bit upsetting. And I've got to tell you, you know, I've been so excited about the Tesla walls, the power walls. I've got three of them, and i got like a 15-kilowatt array, solar array. But um, it's going to have a hard time keeping up. So right now I'm recording this at 5 in the afternoon. It's still probably over 100 degrees outside. And I'm making 4.6 kilowatts of energy. But the house is using 6.5 because every air conditioner is on full speed. And so I'm starting to take a little bit out of the power. In the next few hours, that solar energy production is going to go down and the power is going to go up. And last night, last night was one of those nights. We get a couple of those here. And unfortunately, in the years ahead, we're going to have many more. We basically had to run the air conditioning all night. So this tells me a couple of things. I need more solar. I need more power and I also need much more efficient air conditioners. And, you know, it's funny how having a system like this that you can look at all the time really does inform your choices. So I've got one really super efficient system in my office here, which gets really hot because there's computers and monitors and all that kind of stuff in here. And it's a brand new sort of system. Well, it's not that brand new now. It's five years old. But it's a you know, split system. It's ductless. And it has a SEER rating of like 21. So it's very efficient. Whereas the stuff outside for the rest of the house is sort of older school and has a SEER rating of about 14. So I use about twice as much energy in the rest of the house than I do in this system. And in the studio, the new studio, we're about to put in air conditioning. And again, it's going to need a lot of it. But when you start to do the math and you look at how much energy an air conditioner use, you can spend a lot more money up front on a super efficient system and have a pretty short payback period. Because if you also think like this system, air conditioning is going to go for maybe another 10, 20 years at least, you really want to buy as efficient a system as you can. Because in the years ahead, it's going to be running a lot. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Now, the big news of today, yesterday your time, was that we had the Tesla earnings call. Let me just go over here and get my notes. Hang on a second. All right, now I've got my notes. And you can go into the details of this by reading it much more than I'm going to go through here. But the summary is that they sold a lot of cars and they lost a lot less money than they did last quarter. Is that a good summary? They lost a lot less than they did last quarter. But in fact, um, the people who are out there guessing of how much they were going to lose, they actually lost more than a lot of people thought that they should lose. I think the loss per share was like uh, $1.12, whereas last quarter it was something like $3.06 a share. So they still lost a lot more, but their, their cash in the bank went up a lot. So they had a lot of revenue, their cash in the bank went up substantially. So they now have got over $5 billion of cash in the bank. Now, that is important. That's a big deal. That allows them to expand to do things like, you know, get Model Y and stuff up and going. It doesn't really help them when it comes to, they've got a lot of debt that comes up every now and then. Elon said that they think they're going to be cash flow positive, except for when new products come out. So that period of time, just before Model Y comes out, and they've got to go buy a whole lot of parts. And then that time before they start the semi, and they've got to buy a whole lot of parts and stuff. So things are looking much better financially than they have in the last quarter, at least. 
and the growth has been substantial and so they all feel pretty good about it. But to me, the single biggest concern that came out of that earnings call was the fact that J.B. Strobel is moving away from being on the executive branch and moving into an advisor role. Now, we've been talking about this for a while. It looks like J.B. is moving out. And he said all the right things. Look, we got together in 2003 with Elon. We came up with this vision. Things are going really well. I'm still going to be involved. He didn't say why he's leaving. He didn't say because Elon is just a pain in the butt and I can't take it anymore. It's been 15 years. But he's still going to be involved as an advisor. And the person taking over from him, I can't remember whose name it was, has been working basically alongside uh, JB for 15 years. But JB has always seemed to me somebody who is super smart, technologically super smart. Maybe not Elon smart, but super smart and also very level-headed. And I think the person, I don't know, but seems like the person that Elon talks to a lot and calms him down and says, no, we're not going to do a new architecture for why we're going to base it on three. Are you out of your mind? He's the kind of person that can talk to Elon about those things. So I hope that in this advisor role that we still get the best of uh, JB, but it is concerning to me. Other people coming and going is you know, a little bit concerning, but this is one of the sort of one of the founding fathers of Tesla, as it were, and who always came across as a very thoughtful, very smart guy. So it makes me a tad anxious. Now, in terms of everything else they talked about, there really wasn't much interesting there. Yes, they're building out the service centers. Yes, they're trying to get service to the point where you can have a service person fix your thing. In not in a day, but in an hour, we'll see if they can pull it off. They did state multiple times that really service is the key. It doesn't matter where you sell the car, as long as you can get the car to the person. What matters is can you service the car and can you service it quickly? And so they really focused on service and changing the model where instead of having distribution centers that have all the parts, you have the parts right there in the service center. And they did say some interesting things about as you get bigger then you have to change that model. So that model of having parts in service centers was like the cost-effective thing, not in service centers, but in distribution centers was the cost-effective thing a while ago. But now they're much bigger, much more cars coming through those service centers. Now you bring them back and put them into the service center themselves. So uh, that was all very interesting, but really there wasn't much else to be discussed except one thing that I found interesting, which is they're going to do battery day. They've talked about this, but a big battery day about how they're building batteries and mostly how they're going to increase the production of batteries substantially. They said they've gone from like 23 gigawatt hours up to about 28 gigawatt hours in the Gigafactory. But where they want to go and what we're going to hear about probably in January or February is all the new architecture and all the stuff that they're doing, but how they're going to get to over a terawatt hour a year of production and then even more than that. And as Elon said, if you really want to put a dent in renewable energy and fundamentally changing the way we use energy, you've got to be talking in the multiple terawatt hours or you're really not part of the game. So they're going to outline how they're going to get production to the multiple gigawatt hours. So that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be something to look forward to. And to all of those people that rushed out and bought lots of Tesla shares because they thought they were going to have you know, this great bump in the stock price, I don't think it's going to happen. It's sort of stay the course. Everything looks okay. Let's see what happens next quarter as the tax credits here in the U.S. go down some more. Let's see. Let us see. Oh, I guess the other thing they said was S and X are probably going to plateau and they've already been going down. But that's not where the future is. In the future, the volume of 3 and Y and Semi and pickup truck is going to be so much more than S and X that although they're important cars and they're great cars, they're going to be much less and less the story in terms of revenue and profit. It's going to be about why, it's going to be about three, and it's going to be about pickup truck. 
And S and X are going to be good cars for those that want them, but infantile compared to the number of uh, cars they're going to be selling of these other forms. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Hope, but the show is Elon Daly. It's part of the Talking Tesla network. And we'll speak again tomorrow.